Hi there and a very warm welcome to the Short Stay Virtual Summit for 2021. My guest today is Richard Majewski from ESSA Consulting. Now they specialize in corporate service accommodation, but Richard's here to introduce himself. Welcome Richard, how are you doing? Hi, Wayne. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Um, yeah, look, looking forward to, to having a chat. And, oh, brilliant. Uh, so let's, let's know a bit about you and your, your background and just let us know what ESSA does. Mm, thank you. Uh, background, I mean, you, you can tell by the lines on my face that background, I could go back as far as the arc, probably. But um, yeah, I've, I've always been in, in hospitality um, on the corporate side. So Sheraton Hotels, um, HRS in Germany, Expertel, who are a large um, corporate hotel booker. Um, then moved into the service department sector around about 1997, and I've been there ever since. So it's predominantly the corporate side, and um, yeah, uh, an agency in, initially, and then moved in, into uh, marketing consultancy. Great stuff. So, so you can really help people make a big difference in their visibility and bringing in bookings and raising profiles. That still sounds fantastic. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> so, so let's have a look, first of all, at, at your sort of corner of the market, because you're more corporate, such mm. a bit on contracting. Mm. Let's first of all, see how that really differs from the holiday let or, or holiday markets uh, and mm. any other sector, because there are very distinct differences. So, mm. What, what is it that people are really looking for in a contractor and corporate service yeah. accommodation? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it is interesting, really. And I mean, I'll, I'll, if I zip into a quick timeline of, of, of where it's all developed, yeah. um, you could go back. I mean, even if we were to take hotel brands, uh, I, largely you can go back to the 1920s. But there were some before then, but that's when it all started happening with branded hotels as opposed to independent hotels and you got the hotel sector then moving in 1960 was the first corporate service department operation and that was Oakwood in the States right. so we can go back as far as then and if you were to consider that the corporate service departments and it's um, corporate housing in the States as it's known so it's pretty much similar that whole kind of model was moving forward and continues to move forward. Then something quite strange happened around the mid 90s where you had the um, well, OTAs, the online travel agents, you've got booking.com and then you've got um, the holiday rental portals like Airbnb and HomeAway, Verbo and what have you. They all came along and allowed a different model to move in. Yeah. to the marketplace um where, which was houses um but before then it was largely largely apartments so then uh, uh, they both both moved forward kind of in parallel but with a wall in between almost because yeah. not, not the two didn't really mix or or when we're not particularly familiar with each other even you had the houses that, that came out of um the the holiday rental kind of sector and you had the service service departments houses very suitable to contractors because they work in teams often i don't i will be over generalizing and i hope your viewers will forgive me for over generalizing but houses of course leisure and holiday makers but very suitable to for contractor teams and service departments very suitable for for corporates because often they're 
um, employment contracts will stipulate that they're not allowed to share accommodation. So, right. And, and therefore, you've got that kind of quite clear split between houses equals contractor market, apartments equals corporate market. There will be a crossover. And again, I ask for forgiveness from the viewers for oversimplifying it. But that's generally what, what happens. Right. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a really good way to, to bulk share exactly, you know, for somebody specifically as well who's coming into the market, they may be thinking about getting involved, really what, where they're going to be starting at, depending on uh, who it is they're wanting to attract. So, yeah, really 100%, 100%. 100%. I mean, I would advise everybody before, you know, you will have attended perhaps potentially property courses, property conferences and what have you and be raring to go. At that point, before you move, I would suggest that you define in the context of your of where you, you're, you're located. Um, in other words, are you an urban city centre? Are you suburbs? Are you out in the country or on the coast? What have you? Define your target market and then define whether you will be leisure, contractor, corporate, or what the crossovers will be and how you can surface it. There's no, there's no point having 10 bad houses up and down the country and suddenly want to go into the corporate market. I'm, I'm sorry to say, because um, that won't be the case. You will be contractor market then oversimplifying again, but that's generally the case. Yeah, that, no, that, makes, that makes sense. And mm. you, you raised a couple of interesting points as well around the, the actual contracts of, of employment. So it really is from, from the, the market that's asking for what we're going to be delivering ultimately. Absolutely, 100%. Um, you know, they, they won't be allowed to share accommodation. It's all about, um, you know... Mm. Um, what do they call that? Corporate social, uh, corporate social responsibility, and, and the likes. Um, so the contractors will want potentially um, multi-room houses with and aim at good rates, and um, corporates will have larger budgets. Um, but per perhaps per room, perhaps per booking, they might be the same. It's just you're accommodating five people in the house or one person in an apartment. Um, but there might be the same same amount of revenue. But yeah, yeah, makes that makes sense. There's, there's zero space for any blurred lines there whatsoever, which really not very useful. Mm. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, so I hate to hate to be kind of like you know cautious and negative about some of these things, but it's the reality. Um, and if you if you do define that target market early on, yeah, you know what you're doing, and you can operate your business within the context of what everybody else is doing because there are other people out there potentially with larger sales and marketing budgets, larger sales teams with whom you can't compete if you go into that market. Yeah. So, you know, or you'll have to take a different route and that's actually probably the next issue, which is how do you get those corporates depending on who you are, you know, yeah, and which no type of corporate. I think, no, I don't think there's anything negative about what you shared at all. I think it's really, really important that, you know, you, you are clear from the beginning, because as you say, any sort of about turn or move, you've, mm. you've already gone through an awful lot to get to the point that you're at. So it's, it's kind of really tricky to then sort of change direction. So getting it right well, from the start, I mean, that, that's I mean, that, really important. <laughs> that, that's right. I mean, that, that has over the past year we've all learned that those words, you know, flexibility and agility. And that has become 
a part of how we have operated and will have to operate yeah. potentially going forward but yeah there's no point in in um you know being super very agile but but so big and bulky and in the wrong place that you that you know you, you can't hop into the right place yeah yeah and that leads us really nicely into to talking about how the the lockdowns in this unusual year even more than a year now that we we're just coming through how's that affected the the corporate and and contract, mm. contractor sa industry what have you seen yeah um early on uh, and 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 that's continued all the way through really planes weren't flying corporates weren't traveling um and that was the bottom line um which really meant that a lot of um operators and specialist service department booking agents um turned their attention to the contractor market because contractors were key workers yeah. and um could, could be accommodated within the government guidelines they were also accommodating um, nhs um nhs staff um but with the lockdowns, with how it developed through COVID, there was a, a, an attention, uh, a focus on the contractor market because that was the only only market that was that was active. Yeah, it's still um, functioning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is slowly now coming back, and it will be initially domestic. So, in other words, um, in calls that I've had with 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 the states recently there are operators who are announcing like 95 percent of um, occupancy very high occupancy it's 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 uh, it, where that's coming from is domestic demand no one's flying in there um but there is a pent-up demand there is a pipeline of corporate business there are there are there are contracts that are waiting to be fulfilled right. and there's just this full pipeline of business it's just waiting to explode the downside and, and that's going to happen worldwide and it will happen in the you know what happens over there today happens over here tomorrow yeah. um well the other way you know like um so it's going to happen over here and um when, when that happens the crazy irony of it is there's going to be a lack of supply and accommodation because some have gone out of business and all the rest of it yeah. and there's going to be increased demand so even if the supply had stayed the same there'd be too much demand but actually the supply is reduced because people have gone out of business there's going to be so much uh, uh, corporate business coming in that the rates will go even higher um so it, it's it, as long as the clients understand that and it's a you know it, they will have to because it's how it is um then that's then then that's what will that's what will happen um and yeah, so it's kind of refreshing for for people to know that the business will come back in a big way. Yeah. Generally speaking, and it's probably across you know uh, all all the marketplaces, leisure, corporate, and contractor. Although I don't know to be honest, but length of stay will will increase. Bookings will become fewer, um, right. so there'll be fewer bookings, but there will be they will be longer. Um, yeah. Relocation on the corporate side, relocation has always has been lively throughout COVID actually. People have been going back home and taking their families with them and moving back into their houses that they've been letting out because they've been working in yes. anywhere in the world, you know. So that's that's yeah, awesome. and I and I guess that the shift towards more people working at home it could well have a big effect on this market as well because if people, as you say, are moving back 
out mm. of the cities. Oh, that, well. That's another effect, isn't it? It is a hundred percent, absolutely hundred percent. You know, mm. you say about moving out of the cities. So central London, you know, very, very quiet, the suburbs reasonably busy. And certainly at the height of COVID, people weren't wanting to travel, weren't wanting to stay, you know, for all that they like that apartment lifestyle, they weren't wanting to stay in the city centre. So there has been that trend, you're quite right, to move out of town. Yeah. Um, larger kind of properties, perhaps, where they can convert one bedroom into a, into a home office. I think that the home working kind of, uh, I, I'm no expert in that, I won't pretend to be, but um, I think it's a whole kind of worms because it, it will, it will, employment contracts will, will also become in, important. Um, you know, yeah. are you insured if you burn your, your, yourself on the milk pan? Um, yes. You know, yeah. because that's your place of work, all that kind of thing. Um, Very but, interesting. Lots tax. more things to, to really consider Honestly. and think about there's going to be so many changes over the next mm. oh it's going to continue to evolve isn't it as we we come into this new different time that, that yeah. we're entering yeah really mm. interesting i mean it, it is it's so it is you know it will evolve so, so it is so important significant and the impacts could be so so big and mm. you know it makes me think of the kind of um you know deindustrialization of the UK and what happened to 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 cities and oh I won't go into that but you know it it's it's going but, to be it's yeah massive. there's definitely yeah. comparisons isn't there to, to points yeah. in in history where big changes yeah. came and yeah, it's, yeah, yeah it's no doubt this is definitely a marker most definitely but we'll see how things change over the next few months and it'd be really interesting to speak to you again in a few months time I'd love to. See, no, I'd love to. you know see how things have evolved and what has happened and hey, I as long as it doesn't prove me wrong i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll refuse you'll refuse to take my calls if you weren't Absolutely. exactly right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so looking at the main routes of marketing for corporate because you've you talked about defining exactly who it is that that is going to be staying and the importance of getting that right. How is how does the marketing and routes to market really differ from uh, holiday lets? Yeah, and indeed corporate uh, contractors. Um, if it's so a small and medium sized corporates, you can probably let's say you have a cluster of five one bed apartments somewhere in a in a city or town. Um, and you have no sales force, you can probably attract corporate business through, you know, the, the, the flyers or knocking on doors or LinkedIn or social media activity, that kind of thing. As the corporates get larger and larger, they, they have to be working within a system um, where for example, their, their employees are moving from one part of the world to another. They will have relocation agents involved in that whole yeah. setup. Um, if they are flying on business, they will have the travel management companies, the TMCs, so the likes of uh, Amex, Carson Wagon Lee, and, and, and what have you. They will also be very tightly um, in, 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 their, in their system of how they, how they make bookings. To the extent that it has been said that it's really no point in trying to get through to those corporates for their business. They, they don't want to work with, they don't even want to discuss 
accommodation and rates directly because security comes into it for uh, right if nothing else um they need to know where their employees are in the world so that if something happens they can get them back very very fast <clears throat> they don't they 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 need to be within the system so therefore they need to be working with um with reputable companies or companies and i'm going to say reputable i don't mean necessarily big brands but ones that that have been accredited and i suppose that accredited is is an issue that we might want to discuss but um trustworthy um companies they need to work with so it so in terms of coming back to how you market you know, how do you get to the reload agents? How do you get to the TMC? It's really, really difficult. Um, other than the, the next line in that communication channel are the service department booking agents. And there are around about 100 in the UK. There are some larger than others, of course, but that's really the, the, the route to, the, to where you need to, where you really get your business from. You, you, before we you go on to your next point, there was a couple of abbreviations that you used. Could you explain those abbreviations for people who are completely new to, yeah. to this sector? Oh, gosh, sorry, did I? I'm sorry about That's okay. that. I really hate it when people do that. <laughs> what, what abbreviation? Um, OTAs were online travel agents. TMCs were travel TMCs. management companies. Right, okay. okay, travel okay. management companies are TMCs, and they're the likes of Amex, Carlson Wagon Lee, and um, yeah, they do the flights, the hotels, and now the service departments. Um, and the, they, they know all about service departments now, uh, like any relatively new kind of uh, model. It takes a little while, but um, you know, because they, they, here's another abbreviation, because they, they will work through so-called GDSs, the global distribution systems. Right. Um, they were the airline systems that came along in the 1980s, Hotels then said, oh, I'll tell you what, you can sell airline tickets, you can also sell hotels, and that fitted. Uh, but, and then service bombs came along, and it was slightly more difficult to fit it into the square peg into the round hole, but it's, it's kind of okay now. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, so there are very clear routes, and just from, from what you've said, uh, just going back to one of our previous questions, that really, again, starts at the the contract with the employee stage because not only do they need to that there's restrictions on sharing etc but then knowing they've got a responsibility to know where that employee is and as you say be able to to bring them back quickly yeah, easily absolutely 100 percent mm. uh, and and then that's the relationship um, be between the client and, and the agent and then that agent and the relationship between them and the accommodation provider is also very important to, to kind of understand because there are strategies, uh, there are direct booking strategies um, out there uh, which work differently. Um, yes. for, so with the OTAs, they, they work differently. With service department booking agents, you have to respect that relationship um they they work hard as, as does everyone they work hard in the businesses they're in but they work hard to get to to get those relationships with the corporates and yeah. that relationship needs to be respected and um, to the extent that a booking is made if they if it's extended it would be very sensible to allow to let the service department booking agent know i know operators who go to the extent that 
once they know that a given corporate is the client of a given service department booking agent, they'll actually get in touch with those people, not just because it's ethically correct in this context, yeah. but the next thing that's going to happen is that that big corporate that you've, with whom you've been uh, building uh, listen, <laughs> and yeah, building a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Will 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 then perhaps unbeknown to themselves, even regarding the, the situation in which they've, they've led you, will then turn around to the service department booking agent and say, can you take it from now? And it'd be quite embarrassing. You go, well, right, we were just ready to sign that contract. I'm really, really sorry, but that seems like we were trying to get your client direct, but it won't look good and you'll yeah. lose a lot of future business. So, the, yeah. the, And they are your client going forward. Yeah, you know, so that's, that's very different to, to a holiday let. That, that seems so mm. very, very clear that yeah. actually the relationship is key, is first yeah. and foremost with the, the direct route rather than trying to bring in your own bookings over here. This is really undermining what you've yeah. built over here with your yeah, yeah. absolutely your contacts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've got to respect that that relationship. Mm. And it's not respecting in a subordinate kind of way. It's it, you're all equal. Yes. But that's just the kind of the, the way in which it goes to effectively work with each other and get more business ultimately. You know, yeah. who doesn't want more business? And so, Absolutely. you know, the donuts that you get from Tesco's don't go around to the corporate. They go around to the booking agent because they're the people that you want to, um, you know, and it, it happens all the time, obviously. Um, and they're because the, that, that's, yeah, that's, that's how it works. They're, your, they're the people right. that you need to have on your mailing list. Right. So, so this makes real, real sense in terms of what you do as a, as a company, in terms of your marketing you're helping to get to the stage where people have built enough trust to be able to build these relationships. And that's the area that you support in. Yeah. So how has your marketing or your supporting people's marketing really changed over the lockdown? Is, what's different yeah. now? Mm, I mean, in, in terms of my own communication, it's become more online. Um, you know, with the networking I do online, it, it, I moved um, a networking event, which was live online. Um, and so, so that, that, was, that was a big change. In terms of the content of, of, uh, and how I would advise people um, to, to work more effectively, I think that the, that trust that we were just discussing between the, the agents and the operator, yeah. um, I think that has to be developed, but also the, the, the trust that the ultimate client can have in your accommodation in terms of um, hygiene and just the way in which uh, the distancing is perhaps um, treated and uh, or encouraged and the, yeah, well, and, and the hygiene. Um, and what you do to to ensure that they are safe and you know healthy um, and that that ties in really with aspects of of you know the accreditation which is very important um, very very important in in the corporate service department world and coming out of all of that really an attention an increased attention to sustainable kind of uh, offering sustainable accommodation in a sustainable way you know so <laughs> not having 
all those little bottles of shampoo and everything, you know, at the very easiest end. And an understanding that, you know, things don't need to, to be um, changed on a, on, a, on, a ba on a basis as regular as they once were. Right. Um, respecting also the distancing in terms of housekeeping. I mean, housekeeping is largely what has been significantly, has changed significantly over the past year. Um, delivering of bedding and you know people do it themselves a lot more yeah. and that's in the corporate world as well because they're humans just the same as everybody well are they yeah they are um <laughs> just the same as everyone else and uh, you know they want to be safe as well so um so that's so that's changed but in terms of my own marketing it's gone a, a lot more online um in terms of um service department operators marketing it's um I think become a lot more a case of you know we look after you um, and and we uh, in looking after you we're not going to kill all the fish in the sea uh, by washing everything every day and that sort of thing so it's it's that kind of getting the balance mix. right yeah between yeah. care and maybe going a little bit overboard yeah yeah exactly and, yeah. and um yeah Really good points. And I think that leads nicely into my next question, which is really to ask you someone that's looking to enter this market, somebody watching today that, that really does want to enter this market, really wants to get it right. How can somebody moving in really thrive in this area? Okay. Um, in, in a nutshell, really, I would say, First of all, define your market, your target market, and establish whether it is leisure contract or corporate or a mix of, of them all. Before you have any property, um, and I know it's kind of seems really fundamental, but but it's really really important in my view, is to decide on the is to decide on the brand name, what you call yourself. Take care of what you're actually communicating with your with that target market is it the right is it the right message does it sound kind of the right thing um i'll give an example you know yeah. get, get rid of vowel take a word get rid of all the vowels and see what you're left with and and put in letters that may make the same vowel sound a y a z um maybe not a z but certainly a y um it, and see what it looks like um it, it, it's not a ploy to to make every word in the english language look polish um <laughs> it's 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 that um i rem need to remind viewers that my surname's polish that wasn't um got it um it's uh, but it's important you can very short very snappy would be good for corporate right now um the word living in there is is not bad right now but it changes so much. So you've got the brand name, um, get you get the, the domain name as well, of course, and then move and then start looking for your portfolio that, that you're looking for. So you've got your identity and then get your, your properties. If you if you go for the corporates, then studios and one bed apartments are pretty good center of town. If it comes back, there are there are um, campaigns to get people back into central London, uh, right. lots of campaigns actually. Um, 
But if it's the suburbs and if if the accommodation is affordable, then go for the two beds accommodation as well, because you can sell them not just as a two bed, but you can sell them as a one bed and an office, that kind of thing. Um, so you've got your, your brand name, your domain name, um, after your target market, you're developing your portfolio, ideally four or five units and ideally in one location. Um, is just what making the, it's looking at ease making the ease of stay making it easy for people to book with you and multiple yeah. from one company well you know it, it there are very yeah exactly and there are there are many reasons for that really um one is that the service department booking agents will prefer it a great deal if you have a number in one location because they can offer you the real estate on their website and in their database to say okay if they've got a couple of people in-house, they will at least be able to offer us some availability where you're not like, constantly full um, and have no alternative. Another yeah. thing is if, the, if one apartment has a burst pipe, where do you move them? You don't want to turn around to a corporate and say, I'm telling you what, we're moving you across town. That's no good. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and yeah, just get so that people get used to um, where, where you are and be, you become a bit more definable. Um, the old world of take me to the Hilton, um, know what, you know, knowing what you're offering and, yeah. and that they understand what you're offering. That's really yeah. important. And that consistency across all of those mm. different yeah. places, different built, different properties within yeah. that one location, just exactly. consistency of stay, just knowing exactly what it is they're getting, whichever place they end up in yeah. or, or their staff member yeah. ends up in. Yeah. Interesting. Exactly. Oh, those are the, amazing points. Well, and, and finally, really, I would say you've got everything there. You've got your portfolio, what have you. You, you want to, then, I mean, I know I keep talking about the accreditation, but it is so important. Get, talk to an accreditation company and say, and get accredited. People will be looking for that badge. You can call it a badge, it, it, you know, it, 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 but it's a quick reference to, to yeah. whether you um, have, have been a kind of accredited, really. Yeah, yeah. There's there's multiple levels of accreditation, aren't there? And I guess that getting all of those in place to to prove that you're you're operating well, to prove who you are, these different areas can all be covered with accreditation. Yeah, really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Do you know it's been fascinating talking to you because to really see those huge definitions of, of differences between the different areas and yet they're so similar in that it's a building that someone wants to book to come and stay in they're yeah. very very similar and yet so different at the same time it's really really interesting to, exactly. to chat through and especially the finer details that that you know so well yeah, so one final you. question before I um, ask people how, how they can get in touch with you is where do you really see the future of this section of the industry moving forwards? I, I would say that if anybody, I would defy anybody to, 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 to see into that crystal ball right now because the repurposing of property is, is so um, widespread and <clears throat> projecting that repurposing is... is is so so common you might have shopping malls suddenly turning overnight into service department blocks or the other way around because basically they've all probably of course and i mean your, your viewers will will perhaps appreciate it more more than i do because i'm i'm not you know i've not come from the property area but you know you've got the developers you've got the landlords they don't really they're not that fussed apart from in terms of the licensing um 
what building is operated they just want to maximize the revenue yeah and you know if you turn a shopping mall into a football stadium then and they're getting the same amount of money um then then you know they, they it doesn't really, really matter that much to them because it's the no. investment not the so yeah so it's it's flexibility flexibility i would say the that old word flexibility i'm afraid is is that be aware or but it has to be really specific to that location and that target market and you have to i suppose be agile that you can then move and sh you know shut up shop and perhaps move somewhere else you know those pop-up shop a pop-up shop kind of concept pop-up accommodation who knows you know yeah it's um the co-living as well was something that that i didn't really think would survive covid but has actually flourished and um so you know and we've got people coming out on what generations coming out of universities now i don't know what they're called anymore but uh, let's let's say it was a millennial. i think we've got generation z on the on the on the starting block haven't we but the millennials you know they they were used to this nicer accommodation than i was used to as a student oh yeah and, very different yeah and and they've got that kind of a co-living concept in mm. their minds and you know cradle to grave but we don't talk about grave too much but um you know the next stage in in their you know hopefully long and successful lives will be um co-living perhaps because they're used to that student accommodation and it moves it moves on they're used to sharing like that in, in, and and there are companies out there of course who are who have been even before covid developing that that concept yeah super interesting there is so so many different things going on and everything's just affecting and changing so i think really really clear mm. message you've given the flexibility i think that's absolutely key and a really really well-made point thank, thank you, you richard for coming to spend some time with me today it's been a pleasure to get to know a bit more about you and the the knowledge you have is is really great it's it's huge and it's detailed and i think that's really really important well, yeah uh, that's very kind you'd say and the, the, the pleasure the, the pleasure was mine uh it, you know i've, I've come I, I, because i've been in the sector so long I, I, but i think that you know you can only for anyone you know who's probably half my age you can probably just say that the last five years are the most in, the most relevant experience beyond that you're talking about dinosaurs anyway so you know it's kind of you to say, but um, I'm thinking that, you know, that experience is, is you know, that people develop a new experience, don't they, as they go yeah. through and that, which is relevant, very relevant. Yeah, definitely. I think those those key pieces that, that are really going to help people that, that have watched today and are really going to be able to not only just do a really good job for themselves and their own business, but to really represent mm. the market as well, our industry. Mm as a whole so i think there's some really really key pieces so thank you if people oh, would you. like to get in touch with you maybe learn a bit more mm. how is the best thank way for them to do that yeah um probably my um, email my first name at my last name dot com so richard at mayevsky spelt like majewski dot com um or what you can have a look at the website um essa hyphen consultancy dot com um or if I may say, come along to the Saba networking event and yeah, um, just get get to know us. And um, you know, there's not going to be any kind of uh, you know pressure on anything. It's just really um, you know nice to see other companies flourish. And um, and if I can help 
somebody to 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 flourish and then it's a win-win situation so fantastic well i will make sure that all of those contact details for richard are linked up on his speaker page so look out for that reach out obviously he's a really great guy and there's a lot of information there and i I definitely am really looking forward to joining one of those networking events in the future i appreciate the invite to that so thank you once more we'll see you again and bye for now richard cheers thanks lane thank you it's been a pleasure bye bye